from Transport Topics in Washington, D.C. This is Road Signs. And now here's your host, Michael Fries. Thank you for listening to Road Signs, the podcast series from Transport Topics that explores the trends and technologies that are shaping the future of trucking. Needless to say, we're experiencing a shift in the business landscape, and the trucking industry is no different. As the fourth quarter is upon us, fleets are keeping mind of their costs for the future, especially when it comes to new and used trucks. One of the growing concerns of this year that's been on the minds of owners and managers has been truck leasing. Owners and managers have found that leasing, especially full-service leasing, provides several benefits and savings to their bottom lines. So in this episode, we'll ask, how beneficial has truck leasing been to the industry this year, and why is it becoming more appealing to fleet owners? For these answers, we'll speak with Jim Logger, Senior Vice President of Penske Truck Leasing, later in the program. But first, we'll get into the data of the how and why with our first guest, Al Barner, Senior Vice President, Strategic Fleet Solutions at Fleet Advantage, who stopped by to discuss the topic and more at our Transport Topics Roadshow booth during the TMC Fall Meeting in Cleveland in September this year. Here's our interview with Al. Welcome to the show, Al. Hey, thanks, Mike. It's good to be here in Cleveland, Ohio. Yep, I'm glad to be here, too. It's my it's my hometown. So. Me, too. <laughs> Just to let everybody know, for this recording, we are at the Technology and Maintenance Council here in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, for this particular episode and interview. Um, so, Al, let's, let's, get, let's get right into it. Uh, you know, as Fleet Advantage does every year, they release the, the Industry Benchmark Survey. And in that survey, you know, the, the, the biggest takeaway from that is the, the four biggest motivators of new trucks and um, you know out of that four you know you have maintenance repair fuel driver retention and those percentages were pretty much level for the the year prior but with leasing that was the greatest increase uh, from 14 percent to 31 percent that's correct you know while those other factors remain steady and you know the leasing was increased my my very complex question for you is why So, yeah, we've definitely seen a trend towards more aggressive trade cycles, and I think that's why we've seen an increase in in lease. So when you look at the total life cycle cost, you're you're getting better fuel economy year over year on new equipment. You're seeing maintenance trends go up dramatically once you get beyond that warranty period. And so when you start to look at those total life cycle costs, the cash flows on a lease are normally less expensive than they would be in an ownership model. The other important factor here is when you start to be more aggressive with those trades, you've got to be very good at remarketing late model, lower mileage equipment. And again, that tends to um, lean towards a lease because the lessors are very good at remarketing equipment. You've got to be very good at, at uh, being able to sell four to five year old trucks with less than 500,000 miles, which by the way is what we advocate to our clients. We believe that they should be exiting out of trucks before the warranty period expires. And when you look at those life cycle costs that you just mentioned, better fuel economy, lower maintenance and repair, then the economics start to to, um, favor the lease model, which is why I think we're seeing a trend towards leasing. The other factor is, in our industry, as, you, as you're aware, we're always talking about driver retention and, and hiring, and new equipment definitely lends towards um, those factors as far as being able to recruit drivers and retain those drivers. 
You know, one of the things that you're talking about driver retention, I mean, it kind of all ties in. I mean, that's one thing that I'm finding w within the industry. I mean, whether you're talking about, uh, you know, brake parts <laughs> or, or just some, some data insights, you know, always comes back to, uh, you know, that driver retention and, and, and somewhat of, you know, driver recruitment and, and, and getting, uh, you know, the right driver in the fold and, and these fleets to be you know, more effective with, with more employees, of course. I mean, one of the things I want to talk about with leasing, too, is just kind of with the, 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 the popularity of it with that, that the huge increase. I mean, it's, it's um, you know, FSLs. I mean, that, that, that I'm pretty sure that plays a big part in it. Part in it. You know, I'm sure in, in um, the survey you had, you know, 20%, you know, feel like they're, they're trapped. But I'm pretty sure that 80% feel that, that that's a, you know, a, the, the FSLs, the, the full service leases are a perfect uh, remedy for what, what they're trying to do. Yeah, and for some clients that could be a very good solution for them. We just learned yesterday in, in one of the presentations that, um, Penske, their average client is 80% of their clients are five trucks or less. So those smaller fleets, the full-service lease model works very, very well. What we're starting to see is that the, some of the larger fleets who had been engaged in a full-service model are starting to unbundle and, and controlling both the maintenance and finance. So they may very well continue to use the same maintenance provider, but they separate the financing from the maintenance provider, and it gives them a little bit more control for two reasons. One... If they have a flexible lease program, such as the one Fleet Advantage provides, they can exit out of the equipment at the most cost-effective time. But they can also um, make sure that they leverage those maintenance solutions by location and actually bring down their costs because, again, with a more aggressive trade cycle, if you're staying within that warranty period, those guaranteed maintenance solutions tend to be less expensive if you're exiting out within that warranty period. So we see a combination of both where some of the larger fleets are being more aggressive with understanding their total cost of ownership. And when you separate that finance piece from the maintenance, they can start to, to run the economics on their own. You know, uh, one thing uh, I also want to touch upon what you were mentioning with the trade cycles. And, uh, and um, you know, earlier this year you spoke upon that, you know, with fleets understanding the trade cycles. Yes, sir. And uh, one thing that really uh, stuck out to me was the um, you said that uh, that fleets need to make a shift to I mean, well, you're, you're a proponent of that, you know, yes. where fleets should make a shift from uh, functional obsolescence to economic obsolescence. Yes. You know, could you elaborate on that and just kind of uh, you know, elaborate on that and, and how, um, you know, fleets can realize that economic obsolescence? Yeah, so now we have this explosion of big data. You're able to pull data from um, your shop management systems. You're getting onboard computer systems data from fuel and mileage. And when you start to aggregate that data into a useful format, you can see that there's a, a tipping point in regards to, at one time prior to the emission standards, you, if you had a good maintenance solution or a good shop, you can continue to run trucks out to a million miles. Now we're starting to see that, that functional obsolescence from the perspective that can you still run those trucks? Absolutely. But there's an economic tipping point where it makes economic sense to put a new truck in as opposed to running the old truck. So we're seeing that very distinctly in the data that we monitor. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the large fleets, when they have access to, their, to that data, they're starting to see that as well. And again, that, that kind of um, leads them into that more aggressive trade cycle, which is what we're, that's really what we, we feel is, is um, the genesis of all of these different changes that we're seeing within the industry. In addition to that, we're also seeing that, that um, the safety features such as lane departure, collision avoidance, those features are starting to become standard on new equipment. So when you start to become more aggressive with those trades, you're getting the benefit of better fuel economy on new, lower maintenance and repair costs, 
and also the safety features that are now standard in that equipment. So the combination then plays over to the fact that if you're out trying to hire and recruit drivers, one of the things that we consistently see in our benchmarking survey is that the three things that are important to them are compensation, benefits, and new equipment. So all of those things tend to tie together. Okay. Okay. Are you, when, you, when you talk to fleets about this, I mean, you, you had mentioned that you did, but, but um, is this sort of like a, it's kind of like a matrix, like, you know, red, red pill, blue pill thing with, uh, <laughs> you know, just tell, you know, just, uh, that, I mean, basically how you explain it, it's sort of like the, the could and the should, you know, how, how long could you, you know, have this truck? Uh, how long should you have this truck? Explain it to them. Is it kind of like the sky's opening for them? With um, Well, I, I think when you show them with their own data, mm -hmm those economics as far as what's your maintenance cost once you get beyond that warranty period and if you can show them by year make and model mm -hmm. and within our atlas system we're able to break it down um, all the way down to transmission engine type things of that nature when you start to run those economics for them and you use those different components what's my fuel burn on on a certain model year what's my maintenance and repair costs what's my finance cost or depreciation model look like on those assets. When you start to aggregate that data together, you can put together a truck-by-truck P&L. So one of the things that we're very good at at Fleet Advantage is bridging that gap between the operations team and the finance folks. Because if you don't um, set the structure the depreciation model appropriately up front, fleets tend to run those trucks beyond their, their useful life because if you structure, a, let's say, a seven-year to 20% residual, but the fuel and maintenance data show that you should be exiting out in year four or five, because it's not properly booked, those fleets tend to have to run those trucks out seven years. So all of those metrics kind of play together, and that's why we are very, very vigilant about monitoring cost of funds, resale values, fuel consumption, maintenance and repair. And I, I, a lot of the fleets are, are very good at doing that themselves, and they're starting to see that within their own data, that it does make economic sense to exit out four to five years, no more than 500,000 miles. Um, you know, I know you're a busy man now, so um, you know, before I let you go and everything, let's kind of uh, switch gears to I mean, from that benchmark survey to yes, uh, to electric vehicles uh, yes. for class eight of uh, class eight trucks, of course. Um, you know, most most fleet owners are slowly warming up to the possibility of purchasing one, and in the survey, 55% uh, say that they are considering buying one in the next five to ten years, while 33% say they're going to buy it within the next one or three. But as we all know, diesel's still king. So yes. <laughs> well, what have or can fleets uh, do uh, to comfortably uh, uh, procure uh, electrical vehicles while balancing issues uh, you know, that are remaining for their diesel fleets that they already have? Yeah, that's a great question. It's something that I get asked frequently. And, and I think one of the things that they can do is start to attend conferences like TMC because it's, there, there's a lot of good educational sessions that explain what the um, impact of, of electric will be to our industry and one of the things that that continues to come out in our sessions is the fact that there's a lot of infrastructure that's required to make that conversion so um, one of the things that we've learned over the last couple days is is that the infrastructure itself is going to take longer than uh, potentially the delivery of equipment so um, if, if you go out for those fleets that are looking at at electric vehicles they should start now looking at how they're going to modify their infrastructure so that they can accommodate the, the charging systems and things of that nature. So definitely very excited about the future of, of electric vehicles, but uh, we do know that, that clean diesel technology is getting better and better every year, so we think that there's still a pretty long runway for clean diesel. 
but there will be some niches for, for the electric vehicles, and, and that's obviously very exciting for our industry. It'll uh, ultimately become more and more efficient, and you never know how, how, this, uh, is going to, how long this transition is going to take. But uh, definitely, definitely excited about it. We've been speaking with Al Barner, Senior Vice President, Strategic Fleet Solutions at Fleet Advantage. Al, it was a pleasure having you on. Um, thank you for making us smarter. Thank you, Michael. Have a great day. I appreciate your time. No problem. From time to time, an issue commands so much of the industry's attention that it requires a deeper dive, a resource readers can turn to, a transport topic special report. We're turning our attention to another big issue, electrification and the key factors that will drive this industry trend. In every case, we're working to provide our readers with information, analysis, and clarity on key issues confronting fleets. One comprehensive resource packed with insights that can give you the edge. Transport Topics invites you to learn more about our special reports. To reserve your copy of the latest special report, visit ttn.ws forward slash electrification. Next on Road Signs, we'll dive a little bit more into the leasing aspect of things with our next guest, Jim Logger, Senior Vice President for Penske Truck Leasing. Welcome to the show, Jim. Well, good morning, Mike. Thank you for having me. Glad to have you on, Jim. I really want to dive into the, the leasing aspect uh, a, a little bit further you know, from, um, from my last conversation with Al Barner uh, of Fleet Advantage. Uh, I had spoken to him at the TMC fall meeting in Cleveland, and Fleet Advantage had just released their industry benchmark survey. You know, one of the biggest motiva- uh, biggest motivators for, for new trucks were um, you know, maintenance, repair, fuel, driver retention and and leasing and and out of the year over year leasing experienced the greatest increase uh from 2020 from 31 percent to 14 percent while the other factors remained steady and i asked al uh the 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 reasonings behind this but i kind of want to get your perspective uh you know being a a leasing service provider you know what what factors are contributing to this increase from from where you're standing sure well glad to to address that um you know i I think um in in the macro if you will um you know you hear this term vuca environment kicked around a lot and and we're certainly living in those kind of times and i think the more volatility or uncertainty you know or chaos that, that that's erupting out in the marketplace um you know, fleet fleet operators need a partner. They they need an established uh, partner that, that that has processes and procedures and scale and these things. So I think that's one of the bigger things that's driving it. You know, what we see um, most recently that we we haven't historically seen are you know difficulty getting new vehicles. You know, the delivery uh, windows are way out. Manufacturers are backed up. Part COVID related, part supply chain, part labor. There's a lot of factors there. They all seem to converge. To, uh, to really delay delivery of new vehicles. So I think that's bringing more fleet operators to, to look at leasing and look at outsourcing and, uh, and you know, finding a partner that can uh, handle everything from the engineering and specking of the vehicle uh, to, you know, to getting a truck actually delivered. And then once that vehicle is delivered and running, you know, keeping it operating at, a, at an optimal level, Leasing operations provide interim vehicles while those new vehicles on order. They provide substitute vehicles when those vehicles are down for maintenance-related uh, reasons. So there's just a lot of things I think that leasing companies do to kind of bundle all those things together that fleet operators 
have to do or have to experience and, and just put it in one place, you know, one, one contact, one company to deal with on all of those things, whether it's again, specking and ordering a vehicle to maintaining that vehicle to disposing of it at the end. And that's something leasing companies, you know, do on a daily basis. You know, I mean, that's, you know, you know, you were just explaining just the, the factors for that increase and it's, it's such a substantial increase, uh, from from 2020, um, I, I I would figure that the, the the last mile delivery segment plays a big role in that. Uh, what what type of impact have you seen from this uh, particular play? Well, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you know, if you you look at what happened, um, you know, when the, the country and the world shut down in COVID, um, you know, we all had to change the way we we did things, and one of those certainly was the way we bought goods and and procured things. And final mile just you know, it was already on a steady trend upward. But it just exploded, obviously, during that out of necessity. And, and the good news is, um, you know, you know, companies were ready to, to to do that, to handle that, to fill that void, to to ramp up in order to do that. And that's certainly driving um, more more fleet operators to leasing again. You know, in the short term, they need rental trucks. They need trucks to to, to jump into that space. Uh, and then, you know, on a more permanent basis, you know, what I just described with with ordering and getting vehicles here and then keeping them maintained and going. So, you know, I think that trend will continue as we, uh, you know, beyond uh, lockdowns and shutdowns and things like that, because it's a convenience factor. And, and uh, you know, people want things delivered in that manner. And uh, and, and, and I think, uh, you know, leasing companies have made that shift into smaller vehicles, which is what you typically see you know, with, with last mile. So, uh, you know, we, we can certainly handle anything tractor trailer, you know, the biggest of the big, all the way down to, you know, delivery vans, small delivery vans. And, and again, we do see a big push and a lot of, um, you know, change coming in that, in that area as well. You know, one, th- one of the things, Jim, that you had mentioned was the organizing of the chaos that fleet operators are, are managing and having that established partner uh, when it comes to, to leasing, you know, what are some of the feedbacks from your customers that you're hearing on, on the benefits and, and the, even the issues of, of full service leasing? I mean, it, it really sounds like a like a one stop shop for fleet operators to you know f- to have that uh, lack of risk, I guess, the mitigated risk in all of this. So, w- what are they saying? I mean, what, what are the benefits and what are the issues of this? And, then, and that's a big one. You know, you're exactly right, Mike. The, you know, the, the, the risk mitigation aspect of what we do, you know, you shift some of that risk onto a leasing partner, Cert- certainly a big one. Um, I would say flexibility. A- again, the, the, you know, the ability to change vehicles if needed to go up or down in size based on changes to a, cu- a customer's operation. You know, I mentioned a lot of things about uptime and keeping vehicles maintained and, and up and running or providing substitute vehicles um, when, when those vehicles are down. So, I, you know, I, I don't know that there's uh, anyone and I'm in the business, so I'm a little biased. I don't know that I'm going to give you any downsides, but I, there are a lot of benefits to leasing. And it is a one stop shop. You know, it is a turnkey type deal. Basically, uh, you know, you just put the driver in it and go make your deliveries. We handle everything else. Leasing companies handle everything else. The vehicle cleaning, the obviously all of the maintenance, the legalization, the keeping that truck, uh, uh, you know, adhering to any regulations in, in, in state or federal. So, you know, there's just a lot of moving parts, a lot of things involved with operating a fleet or a single vehicle that is difficult for, you know, somebody to do if they're not doing it every day. And I think that's what leasing companies, you know, get really good at it, really efficient at it. And, uh, you know, that efficiency uh, passes through to the customer ultimately, uh, you know, in, in the in the form of a, 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 you know, lower total cost to operate. So, you know, I think those are some of the trends and some of the benefits for leasing. 
In times like these, it's crucial to stay informed. Transport Topics is offering all the information you need to make business decisions in these unprecedented times. And in the wake of the many event cancellations and group gatherings, TT ensures a virtual way to consume business content and conversation. To join the conversation and stay ahead of the news, follow Transport Topics on all social outlets or by visiting ttn.ws forward slash stay informed. Uh, speaking of, of trends and, and just the, you know, the, the issue of you know, having full service leasing, um, you know, the studies that are out there right now have projected the, the value of the truck rental segment is going to increase uh, dramatically in, in, the, in the next several years. Just from where you're standing, you know, how will, uh, you know, Penske and, and other FSL providers, I'm, I'm, Jim, I'm asking you to put on your analyst hat right now. So, but uh, uh, how, how will those providers build the scale? How, how do you build the scale? Uh, to satisfy the growing demand of, of full-service leasing? Yeah, it's a great question, and, and I agree, and, and we've seen tremendous growth, growth over, the, uh, over the decades, but, you know, really seeing it in the last several years. Um, and, you know, out of the Great Recession, I think, you know, a, a pretty big, once, once the, cover, the, the, the country recovered and started moving forward, we saw, um, you know, exponential growth, and then again, the pandemic and everything that's happened in the last, you know, 12 to 18 months, you know, is continuing to, to push in that way. So, um, you, you know, the way we've reacted, and I think many others in the industry is, you know, you, you, you got to continue to uh, enter into new markets, uh, build facilities, it's a very capital intensive business, um, you know, facilities, um, you know, that you, you used to could build for a million dollars or six, eight, ten million dollars now. So it's capital intensive. But, you know, we continue to, 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 to either, you know, new ground up builds in new markets, uh, or in, 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 you know, major markets where we need more capacity. Uh, we continue to expand and upgrade facilities, um, uh, you know, existing facilities to handle more business. Of course, we get more productive and more efficient over time, too. And technology is, a, a, you know, a great uh, a sister in that uh, regard. So, so, you know, continually trying to, to be more efficient, to, to work more hours, to have, you know, three shift operations where you can leverage that facility and use that facility around the clock. You know, so there are a lot of ways to increase capacity and leasing companies are, are doing that. Um, but again, very capital intensive, takes takes a lot of lot of effort, a lot of foresight. Um, you know, we, we do a lot as well as our, our competitors uh, in the space, do a lot of on-site maintenance where we actually go on the customer site, either in their building or with a mobile repair unit, mobile maintenance unit. And, um, and, and we see a lot of growth in, in that area. So that gives leasing companies more reach. It's more convenient for customers. Uh, so that's another way to increase capacity and be able to reach um, more, more customers. But, um, you know, th this, I think it will continue uh, as, as more fleet operators see the benefit and see the, you know, the ease of doing business with a leasing partner and how it can free them up, you know, to focus on their core business, what they do. And, in most cases, that's not operating vehicles. You know, they're they're kind of the the unfortunate necessity to that, and uh, you, you know, so that's that's one of the things I think uh, one of the real benefits uh, and one of the reasons you can send you to see this outsourcing is is because you know these companies need to focus on their customer and what they're manufacturing or what they're doing or delivering, as opposed to focusing on trying to keep you know a fleet of trucks up and running. 
you know, you, you spoke about growth quite a bit in, in that particular answer. And uh, before you know, I, I, I let you go, um, I, I just kind of want to ask an overall question about the, the, the future of the, the leasing market, you know, and where it's, where it's going to head in the next five to 10 years. I mean, but more specifically, you know, are there any types of partnerships with automotive companies that, that could be beneficial to the, the, the growth of the leasing market? And, you know, as you were just mentioning, you know, providing customers quality service, uh, you know, how does, how does that all work? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I'm careful about predicting the future after what happened, what happened, <laughs> you know, early last year, because I don't think anybody could have predicted that or, or, or seen that coming. And then, you know, then what happened as a result, uh, nobody really saw coming, I think, either. So, you know, it, I'll, I'll try to stay away from that. But I, I do see uh, continued growth. Um, you know, again, I think we, we, we've talked about the many benefits and, and reasons why. In terms of, of partnerships, um, you know, there are a lot of new companies entering the space, whether that's, you know, new new uh, equipment manufacturers or component manufacturers. You know, we see electric playing a bigger, bigger role, uh, autonomous vehicles coming maybe a little further down the road. But, um, you know, things are changing and there are new players involved. And, you know, our approach, and I think, again, this is something that leasing companies you know, had the scale and the ability to do is to is to stay close to that, is to work with all these different providers, uh, to learn about the technology, to understand it. And we're in that place right now. You know, let, let's understand this better than than anybody else. And again, it's hard to do if you're if you're operating a fleet of trucks to get exposed to it and get close to it and be able to use it. We're running a large number of electric vehicles right now, um, and, and we're learning, and you know, and, and we're developing maintenance processes and procedures around that, and and how we'll operate these vehicles, how we'll procure them and sell them at the end, and those kind of things. So, um, you know, certainly changing, and uh, and we continue to work with the traditional OEs, the, the traditional equipment manufacturers, who are have an all-out effort going on in this space, and 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 putting a lot of resources at that. And then as well as the newer one, you know, the startups and these other companies that are coming on, we, we, we want to understand the entire market. We want to know what everybody's doing uh, so that we can have a front row seat and be part of the solutions. And then when they're, when they're ready, when they're, when it's right, the right time, we bring them to the, our customers and we bring them to the marketplace and say, you know, this is something we think you should try. This is something we think will make your operation better or make you more efficient at, at what you do. So it, it is certainly Certainly changing uh, and changing more rapidly than than you know than it, it's, than I've ever seen the transportation or equipment marketplace change before. But it's exciting, you know. It's really exciting to see, and and you know, trucks are evolving at a pace, putting them more online with with the passenger cars, the you know the cars that we drive every day. And that wasn't the case until just a few short years ago. So you know, I think that's great for opening up. Um, you know, truck driving as a profession to more people that can that can do that because the vehicles will be, you know, more similar to operating a passenger car or light truck. So uh, just a lot of excitement uh, that, that comes along with that. You know, it's uh, it, one thing that I find in covering this industry, no matter what we're talking about, be it the, um, you know, we're talking about autonomous vehicles or in this case, we're talking about full service leasing. Um, it all connects to that, you know, that that driver shortage, that that tech shortage, and mm -hmm. and to, to see those things in, 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 intertwined, and, um, and and just the you know the, the demand of full service leasing playing a part in that that tech shortage to help uh, fleet operators in that regard when it comes to to hiring techs or you know the, uh, provide that particular service 
where they have a, a lack of technicians. Mike, you're absolutely right. You know, fleet operators are struggling enough to hire drivers and, and keep them trained and, and going. You know, so you know, technicians another factor in that. And you know, and again, I, I think leasing companies help um, with 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 the driver issue by providing you know well maintained late model equipment. You know, drivers want to drive. They don't want to be sitting on the side of the road broken down or in a repair facility or anything like that. They want to be operating the vehicle. You know, that's what they're being paid to do. And and again, I think leasing companies, um, you know, provide a distinct advantage when it comes to uptime and keeping vehicles on the road and operating and, you know, therefore driving customer satisfaction and putting, you know, putting drivers in the latest uh, equipment, the, you know, the, the newest technology, if you will. We've been speaking with Jim Logger, Senior Vice President for Penske Truck Leasing. Jim, this was a great conversation and, and thank you for coming on to Road Signs. Well, thank you very much for having me. I enjoyed the conversation as well and uh, good luck to you. Did you know you can ask Alexa to open transport topics? In just one minute, you will hear the biggest trucking headlines of that day. Be prepared and start your morning off right with transport topics. Before we close, let's take a moment to revisit our original question. How beneficial has truck leasing been to the industry this year? And why is it becoming more appealing to fleet owners? First, we'd like to thank our guests, Jim Lager of Penske and Al Barner of Fleet Advantage, for joining us in this episode. As we heard from Barner, the leap of faith toward leasing is a considerable one, and the attraction of full-service leasing is hard to resist for truck companies, startups, and other fleets looking to trim costs. That trend is projected to continue as OEMs and other partners plug into the leasing space and offer such services. Speaking with Logger, we learned that companies like Penske are noticing the growth in full-service leasing and will continue to scale up to satisfy the demand. Time will tell whether this is a new normal or not, but with the many ongoing shifts in the trucking industry, we should expect to see fleets adjust for the new year. If you enjoyed this episode of Road Signs, please let others know. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. If my questions have sparked questions of your own, share them with the Road Signs team or reach me on Twitter at Michael V. Freeze. You can email us at share at ttnews.com. We will read them and respond daily. And of course, we'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of Road Signs. Until then, I'm Michael Fries. Thank you for listening. <laughs>